Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pearson, and we welcome you to the show with one more before the new year. We hope you had a blessed Christmas with family and friends. And if you are a first-time listener, we want to invite you to join us by going to our website at shoutsofgraceradio.com. And there at shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our past broadcasts um, over two years worth now and um, catch up on, on, on all the topics that we offer there. And if you are a returning listener, we want to welcome you back. Thank you for your support as well as the support of Key Radio. Um, we've been going through a series kind of talking about Christmas, Advent, and, and all that. And this being the last episode of 2019, um, I thought, why not talk about new beginnings? Because, you know, New, new Year's typically is, is, is about new starts and, 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 you know, turning over new leafs and New Year's resolutions. And everybody kind of wants that starting point to to kind of kick in a new season and do things a little different perhaps or rededicate themselves to certain things. And so I thought, well, in this last episode of, of Shouts of Grace for this year, let's go ahead and talk about that. And so I have my friend Mike Cunningham back in studio today. Welcome, Mike. How are you, brother? Great. Good. And I take it that your Christmas was was good with your family and friends? It was fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, so, Mike, what I want to do um, is, is I want to talk about something that that everybody enjoys everybody wants a new start right particularly when we mess up or something doesn't go our way it's just like you know we'll we'll think to ourselves oh man if i could go back and change things right well obviously we can't go back and change things but 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 we can start over we can start new and and so i want to talk about something where 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 god is talking in the book of isaiah he's he's talking um about something that's going to happen in the future he's talking about a a judgment but he's really kind of making a reference almost to the aftermath of 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 what they can what his people can expect you know because because of what they've done and so he says something in Isaiah chapter 43 um he he says there in verse 16 he says thus saith the lord who makes a way in the sea a path in the mighty waters who brings forth chariots and horses armies army and warrior they lie down they cannot rise they are extinguished quenched like a wick remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm going to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Uh, Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I think a lot of times we like to grab on to this idea that that we're not chained to our past mistakes, right? And they, they don't define us. They don't, they don't, you know, necessarily dictate how our future needs to go. Um, and, and God would concur with that because in God's economy, there's this thing called repentance, right? We're going one direction. We can change our mind and we can go another direction. And so here God is making this statement that he doesn't want us to remember the former things or consider the things of old. As, as I walk with Christ, as you walk with Christ, talk about how important that is to a person because, because there, there, there's a lot of bad things that can come from looking into our past, but, but there's some good, I would imagine. So, so why is that important in a believer's life? Don't remember the former things. Consider, don't consider the things of old. 
why would you say that part is is important that we grab onto? Well, when we get grace extended to us, we need to realize that that there's nothing more that we need to do. That you know, when we when we receive God's grace, when we um, turn from our, our bad way, when we are empowered with Him to make better decisions and, and turn over a new leaf and and walk with Him. Um, you know, sometimes obedience is not a nat- doesn't feel natural. It's supernatural. It is a process by which we walk with God through prayer, through through reading our Bible, through through worship, and and it, it gets it sets us on the right path. We start seeing a transformation that happens in our life, a sanctification, so to speak, if you want to use the, the seminary word, where you. Um, you have got the grace. You're walking with God, and He is He's doing a work in your life. And and when you talk about turning over away from uh, our past, so many times that's the greatest lie is that you've gone too far, you've done too much, you're damaged goods. And God is in the business of changing lives. God is in the business of of righting wrongs and allowing people to to move forward and move and and realize the the grace that He has for us. And that's why it's important that sometimes you have to you have to learn from your mistakes, but when it says about forgetting them, you have to remember that those don't define you anymore. That 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 God defines you. You're wrapped in in the person of Jesus. You're wrapped in grace, and that you don't have to continue to beat yourself up for the rest of your life over stuff you've done. If you're willing to turn, repent, and follow God, that's right. In fact, you know when he says there, um, don't remember you know, the, the former things, the, the word remember there, it's an interesting word. It means to record, oh. to make a memorial, right? So, so what he's saying there is, look, when, when we do things in our life, right, we, we make mistakes, you know, some of those things, we tend to record them, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we play them back in our head over and over, man, I can't believe I said that, man, why did I do that? Right. The, the more monumental those things are, you know, the, the more difficult they become to kind of get rid of, they become these, these things that drive stakes in the ground in our mind. And so he says, don't record them. Don't make a memorial to them. When you mm. go and, and, and you face a memorial, I think of, you know, looking at the memorial and remembering the life of the one that you're looking at and just going, wow, you know, all the things and going back and playing them. And what he's saying is when, when you sin, don't make a memorial for it. Don't make a wall that you can go and just look at and remember and recall all the things in your life that you did, because it, it does keep us from moving forward. Right. I'm, I, I remember not too long ago, Mike, I was, I was driving down the, down the freeway here, um, with, with my wife and kids who were on our way to church, um, in Salt Lake city. And, um, I, I passed a car, a, a a cop on the side of the road and, and I looked down at my speedometer real quick and I was going like 85 miles an hour. I was, I was late to church, obviously. Um, there I am confessing my sin on air. Right. right. Um, but, it, but as soon as I passed the cop and saw my speedometer, I looked up in that rear view mirror as, as, as sometimes we all do when we're guilty of something, right? Seeing, looking at what's behind me to see, okay, is it going to catch me? Is it going to come after me? Right. And as I'm doing that, I hear my wife say, Steve, look out. And I look forward and, and I almost ran into the back of a, of a vehicle. And in that instant, the Lord spoke my heart and said, as long as you're looking behind, you'll never be able to see what's in front of you. Right. And here's the thing, the stuff that's behind me isn't a danger to me, but not seeing what's in front of me 
can be a danger, right? And, and I think oftentimes, Mike, we do that. We, we, we look at our past and, and there's condemnation in our past, right? We don't believe the sufficiency of the cross is enough to cover the past, right? And so we build memorials for it and, and we constantly visit it and we constantly acknowledge it. Talk about what building a memorial and recording, talk about specifically what that does to moving forward to what God has for us. You know, the illustration I would I like is a criminal record. It's kind of like when we sin, it's almost like we get a, we get a criminal record, and it's that little printout gets longer and longer and longer, and that's going to follow us. This is going to go on your permanent record, young man, and, and it's going to keep you from doing, you know, things in the future. And what we forget is, is that in sin, it's like when we, when we repent, God expunges that record. Now, we still have memory of, of the bad decision, and we have to learn from it and not do right by it, but we don't have to be defined by it going forward. It's not like it has to follow us the rest of our life. We can, we can learn from it. We can put it behind us. We can, we can receive grace. But we can, going forward, you're right. We need to not let it follow us and define us because what happens is God is building us and leading us to, uh, to, to bigger things, to better things, to, to being able to uh, follow him uh, better and some of the people with the most powerful testimonies of being humbled and in terrible circumstances are also some of the people I know that God has used the most in life. That they have they're the ones who really live for Christ and they were able to to do powerful things because they were able to let God be God, go by His definition of them, and trust Him walking forward in uh, in obedience. Yeah, and and I'll say this too, Mike. Um, and I can speak from, from personal experience with this, is 100% of the time when I, when I record or I build a monument to the failures of behind me, mm-hmm. it always brings up self-condemnation in, in my heart. And, and, and I know a lot of people struggle with this. And so let me just be real frank with this. Something that God shared with me is that self-condemnation is just what it says it's about self it's not about the freedom that christ offers us in his word romans 8 1 there's no condemnation for those that are in christ self-condemnation is me usurping the authority of god's word and establishing my own authority which says i deserve to be condemned because of what i did it really robs god of what he has done at the cross that you don't have to dwell here and so i would encourage our listeners to say look if 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 you struggle with what's behind you, the answer to that is not to keep visiting it and keep saying you're sorry. The answer to that is to realize the sufficiency of what Christ has done in forgiving, not just forgiving, but laying aside and burying your past, right? When, when you came to Christ, you agreed to this covenant of grace and the covenant of grace extends to everything you had done, everything you are doing and everything you will do. God would forgive it all. And so if God's forgiven it, Mike, why in the world would we grab our pole and go fishing for it to pull it back up to say, Jesus, I really don't believe that the cross forgave my past. The whole point of grace is so that we don't get what we deserve. Because what we deserve is eternal punishment, separation from God, living in our sin. And last month, we talked about the incarnation. We talked about what Christ paid for, the humiliation that God weathered to incarnate, to live his life as in, in human form, to die on the cross. Why would he do all of that? 
just so that we could be partially helped right. out. Why, why would he, you know, if he went through all of that for us, why is his grace not sufficient for us? Amen. Amen. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace. I am your host, Steve Pearson, pastor at Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, and I am in studio today with my good friend, Mike Cunningham, and we have been talking about new starts, new beginnings with a with a new year coming up. Um, it seems to be the time when everybody wants to kind of turn over that new leaf and, and, and give it a go again. And so um, we've been going through Isaiah chapter 43, um, where God says that we're not to remember the old things in verse 18 or consider the things of old because God is doing a new thing. Um, and, and, and I think that's important to point out, Mike, is that the reason God doesn't want us to make monuments and to record the past is because it, it really keeps us from enjoying the new things that God wants to do. Right. And, and, and I think of I think of when I first came to Christ and, and, and some of the listeners can relate to this is when you first come to Jesus, what's there's two things that are super prevalent at the time. Number one, you realize everything that you're bringing to him to be forgiven and number two you realize that that this god has forgiven you of everything but then what happens is as you live your life and you're faced with the reality that you keep sinning and oftentimes some of the same ways that you did before you came as a christian and you're like man i thought all this stuff goes away then what starts to happen is you start to look backward and realize well if i did that back three years ago if i did that back five years ago um when i did when i wasn't a christian what about now because i'm still struggling with a lot of those same things and it becomes harder to focus on the fact that God does forgive you for the past you war through the present so you can be made holy and right in the future and so what God is saying here now is hey look I don't want you to record I don't want you to set a monument for the things of old because there's something new talk about Mike the need for the human psyche the need for the human soul in Christ to know that there's something fresh and there's something new that God's always doing well again you know we learn from our mistakes but we let God be God he's the judge not us because he's the he's the one who set those rules in place he's the one who set um, you know, the, the, the uh, expectations for us. And therefore, you've got to let God be God. And so if he has forgiven you, then, then you need to take that as face value and, and receive that grace and move forward. And, and like you said, how powerful that God gives second chances, do-overs, whatever you want to call it. Second uh, Corinthians 5, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That is the word for the new year because Whatever the old you is, whatever it is, you know, it can be redeemed, it can be repurposed, and, and you can be a new creation. And that is such a powerful passage because I'm thinking about times in my life where I didn't like myself. I just didn't. I, I just didn't. I, I felt that, that there was no hope, that there was no value to what I had. I was useless. And that when God can say, no, 
I, you know, if you walk with me, if you follow me, I'll, Mike, I'll make you a new creation. I will, I will heal these wounds. I will help you claim this for victory and move forward with your life and, and let you uh, do things that you didn't think you were capable of doing. And, and that is, those are the beautiful stories that you see time and time again from people, ordinary people, who did nothing other than just trust Christ and receive his grace and walk in obedience every single day and not let their past define them, but look to a brighter future with God. Yeah, and he says something here I think is worth, worth noting. He says, behold, I'm going to do a new thing. Now it springs forth... Do you not perceive it? And, and the word there, interesting, springs forth, is the word that, that was used of growing a plant, right? And you would plant something, and, and you and I, you know, you, you have kids, and it's like, it's like, you know, your kids go to school, and they do their science project, and they come home with this thing and says, Dad, I, I planted this thing, and we're going to put it and water it by the, <laughs> on the windowsill. And, and every day I go by, and I'm just like, there's an ugly pot sitting right. on my window. Right. And then one day I see the slightest little thing start to come up, and then it hits the sunlight. And then the next week it's grown even more, and before you know it, the thing that didn't exist, it was ugly, it was taking up space, it was ruining my decor in my house. Now the thing is green and it's planted. And what God is saying here is like, look at, I'm doing a new thing. It's going to grow. And then he asked the question, don't you perceive it? It's, it's, it's almost like it's a contrast to the verse before where he says, don't look at the past things and perceive them. Look at the new thing that's growing. And sometimes, Mike, we want to wake up one day and we want the plant there. And until the plant's there, we're discouraged. Why isn't God doing anything? Why isn't, why isn't this moving forward? But God's saying, don't you perceive the growth? Don't right. you look at the new thing that's happening? Because there's glory in that. And, and I think what that does is it takes our eyes off of the recording, the monuments that we build to our failures. And if we can acknowledge God in the smallest areas of growth and say, Lord, I perceive the new thing. I, I, I responded different to that person where I, before I would have flipped out, right? God, thank you. We want the complete mature man, but we don't celebrate the move of God along the way while he's doing the new thing. Talk a little bit about that, why it's important for a believer to, to, to not just wait to acknowledge God when the whole thing is built, but to, but to look at the growth along the way and acknowledge him. And how do we do that? Oh, that's the journey. The journey is, is some of the fun and it's, it's part that grows and matures us. For each person listening today, your new life or your new start might look different. For some, you might be realizing dreams and, and great opportunities. Others, it's just, I'm going to go one day without this particular sin. And that day will become two days and become three days. And those little trench moments where you decide, no, I'm not going to be defined by the sin. I'm not going to be defined by the circumstance. Sometimes it might take a long time for that to really kind of manifest itself in, into, in a way that's really noticeable. But every day, like it might be, I'm going to read my Bible every day. And it might be you go five days in a row. And that's, that's a little victory. Or I have, you know, put this, uh, I'm going to be a kinder person. I'm going to, you know, spend time, more time with my children. I'm going to, uh, those kinds of, you know, those things that God calls us to do and walking in obedience. And, and so you have to understand, like you alluded to, it's not going to happen immediately. Sometimes it's going to be that that day by day faithfulness all adds up to something that create that creates a new future for you. Yeah, and, and and I think God is glorified in this, you guys, because because 
if all we're ever doing is looking behind us at the failures, well, those are those are monuments. They're easy to see in hindsight, right? But but I think where God gets the glory is when we're in the moment and we do see the growth and we do perceive it and and we're acknowledging them along the way, like you said, like maybe you made a commitment to a date night with your wife and you've made it through two two weeks. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for this weekly commitment. God, I just pray, you know, or or, or maybe it's actually some growth you see in in your attitude or maybe some growth you see in some things that you're, you know, you know, you're no longer watching that you were watching before, whatever it is, those things are important because here's what they show. They show that God is alive. They, They show that the spirit is living in you and he's transforming you into the image of Christ, right? You're, you're being conformed and, and God, God should get the credit for that as well. You'll, you'll take the credit for the past sin, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and give God the credit for forgiving you, but give him the credit for the work he's doing too. Cause that's important when a new work is taking place, like even in church planting, you know, I, I've, I've found that it's real easy to look behind me and look at all the bad things because the enemy's got the megaphone rather than looking at God, look what you are doing. Look look at the people that you have brought. Look at this amazing, these, these amazing things that you're doing. God gets credit. God gets credit for that. And he gets glory for that. And, and, and I want to make sure I'm giving the Lord the praise for the work he's doing, not just for the forgiveness of, of the past. And so um, as, as in the last few minutes that we have here, Mike, he says this, he says, um, I'm going to give you water um, in the wilderness. He says, do, um, you know, I'm going to have new, new things spring forth. Don't do you not perceive it. I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the rivers in the desert. And, and, and that's talking to the current place where they're at, man, we're in a desert. This is, and they were in a, they were in a desert, you know, we're in a desert. Things are hard, but God visits them in the wilderness. He gives people away when it's hard, when people are dry and they're thirsty, God gives them water. Talk about the provision, the spiritual provision that God gives a person in this journey and how it really is from him that keeps us going. Oh, my goodness. I think about the lifelines that God has sent me through the years in hard times. It's that that friend who listened. It's that accountability that came from that person I didn't expect it to come from, that extra opportunity um, that as you're working through difficult circumstances, um, you're able to see those little just gestures, those little opportunities, those little things that God just, you just knew, you know, sometimes it's the right song that came on the radio or just that moment that you just felt his presence in in the midst of trying to do better and, 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 um, and follow him, you know, better. Um, those are the moments that you can just feel God's presence in the midst of, of difficult times. And that's what's funny about – that's one of the unique things about Christianity. Sometimes we feel God's presence more in difficult times than we do even in good times. And and he's with us. And again, he's a – you talk about the, the the water in the wilderness in a way. He, he's – if we're faithful and follow him, he, he's faithful to, sh- to help us get there. Amen. And even even in Jeremiah 31, two, it says that um, the Lord says to the people who survived the sword, they found grace in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even even times when God takes us through disciplinary things, right, where where, man, we shouldn't be where we're at. But even there, 
they find grace in the wilderness. And, and you know, where are you going to go from God's spirit? If you ascend into the heights, he's there. If you go down into the lowest of depths, he's there. I mean, that is the amazing mercy and grace of God. He follows the believer. He does give him grace in the wilderness. He gives them rivers in places where it would otherwise be dry. The world doesn't understand it. They can't explain it. But that's the provision of God as he's doing these new things in our life. And even the new things can entail, you know, old, old sins, um, the grace and mercy of God overpowering or overcoming the mind as it pertains to old sins. Even that is is just an amazing work of God. And so, hey, listen, um, we hope you've been blessed by by, the, by this episode of Shouts of Grace. Um, we hope and pray that you have an amazing new year and we can't wait to visit with you again next week. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us here at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.